0: episode 16 of DevTalk, I speak to Mark Alibone about using F-Sharp and Fabulous to develop cross-platform mobile apps. Welcome to episode 16 of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is called Mark Alibone. He, Mark is from Zurich, Switzerland, and is a mobile lead at Ray Automation. Hello, Mark.
1: Hi, Kerry. Thank you for having me on your podcast.
0: Well, thank you for coming to be a guest on the podcast. Um, we, uh, we have met a few times and you were a speaker at the expert day for Xamarin events that I recently, uh, also organized in Munich and also in the Cologne edition before that. And you are, are you focusing on mobile development completely?
1: Uh, yes, I do a lot of mobile development, uh, in my day job. And it's also a bit of a hobby of mine. And, uh, it's, I must say it's been interesting and it stays being interesting and good things keep coming out of uh, the Xamarin team and all. So, yeah, I think I'll stick to this uh, for a while to come.
0: Can you talk a little bit about how you got to get into that technology in particular?
1: Sure. Sure. Well, I was maybe one of the five Windows 8 developers Okay. And uh, so since Windows 8 didn't really take off, uh, as as a lot of us uh, thought it would, maybe, um, I then uh, started to look out for other options during the project, and then we saw that we could actually use our C-sharp skills with Xamarin uh, to Mm -hmm. take our know-how and just uh, start building mobile apps. So I started out uh, when there was no Xamarin Forms yet, and then when it came along, we we built a product with uh, version 1.0 and learned a lot of... uh, challenges to conquer for building larger apps uh, with Xamarin Forms uh, on the early stages.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it, at first, when Xamarin Forms came out, Mike, um, or back then Xamarin, we're saying um, it's good for prototyping and uh, not so good for um, like the, the glossy high end uh, consumer applications. Is that your experience or, or has that changed?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, um, I, I actually remember when uh, first they said, uh, "Here's the Xamarin.Forms thing that allows you to write mobile uh, apps with XAML. and then uh, a couple of months later, they said uh, it's actually only for prototypes. And um, so we used it for for um, a business application, mm-hmm. and uh, so not a lot of fancy stuff. But I must say, with the, with the latest uh, updates that have come along, and also you, I'm sure you have followed it. Also, the the UI, uh, the UI July. Month. Um, mm-hmm. Great. Right. Uh, a lot of blog posts have shown that you can do beautiful apps with Zarin Forms uh, for for various platforms.
0: Yeah, can you talk about the UI July? Or so, in case the viewers don't know or listeners don't know about that.
1: Sure. UI July month uh, was uh, organized by the community. Actually, it was Steve Vivesen. I think he's from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And um, so each day in July, a blog post is coming out uh, showing some uh, UI skills that you can do with uh, Xamarin or Xamarin Forms. And um, so far, there have been some very interesting posts and uh, some that really show how you can uh, implement uh, really... Uh, unique apps, like really unique design apps uh, using uh, Zarin Forms and uh, some here and there, some custom renderers or or Skia, uh, which allows you to... Uh, make uh, custom renderers, uh, which are really unique and, and gradient colors and all stuff like that. So it's, um, yeah, it's been quite a joy to follow along the blog posts and, and get new ideas what one could try out in in a in your next uh, mobile app. So if, if uh, you haven't done so already, I, I would really recommend the listeners to, to check out uh, the website after listening to the podcast, of course.
0: Right. And uh, so we're recording on July 26th and this should be aired on July 29th so there will be three days left of July and and still probably three blog posts to come.
1: Yeah yeah and on uh, August 1st there will be a sum up um, by Stephen and I think uh, some others uh, from the community on on highlighting some of the, the nicer or the, or the not the nicer um, on highlighting some of the uh, blog posts that ha- have come out over the month.
0: Right, okay, and and at Expert Day in Munich, that was in June last month. Uh, you were talking about something that was, I think, it's a bit on top of Xamarin and Xamarin Forms, and it it is quite interesting. And I didn't get to listen to it because I was uh, busy organizing everything, um, and I don't know much about it. Uh, and th- that's the technology called Fabulous. Can you talk about that? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Uh, the busy life of an organizer of a conference, huh? Right. Um, yeah, so Fabulous is, um, is uh, an F-sharp framework, uh, which allows you to write um, functional style uh, views. So you use a, um, a UI pattern called Model View Update, or MVU for short. So it differs a bit from the MVVM model that you usually have, and mm-hmm. um, the current implementation of Fabulous um, is based on Xamarin Forms. Now, you could take the Fabulous framework. Actually, uh, one of the maintainers uh, did the work for that, and take the Fabulous. Uh, you can take the Fabulous framework uh, and use it for other UI frameworks. So, if someone out there would want to take Fabulous and port it to WPF, or maybe even Windows Forms, or yeah, whatever uh, your your framework of choice would be, uh, you could actually do that work and then uh, reuse the the same uh, yeah components that Fabulous provides for for those UI frameworks.
0: Okay. Well, it sounds like MVU Model View Update is is the new craze right now, or is maybe the new MVVM? Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that works?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. Uh, so, you, the, the model view update is, is like a cycle. So, when you think about model view view model, uh, you've got these bindings and you've got bidirectional bindings. So, what that um, opens up is the, the possibility that you get sort of race conditions because something can change and then trigger a change back. And, and so forth and so on. And so what Model View Update actually does have is you always have this clean cycle. So the model is actually the state of your entire view. So everything, every button and, and text and stuff like that, that can change. You usually have a representation of that in your model. Mm-hmm. And the the view, as the name already says, um, that actually builds up your entire view. So in there, you you write up how, how your view would look like, like if you want to have a button or a label, uh or, or how to come, how to lay out the stuff you, you put that in your view and um, then if you got a change like you send a chat message or something like that or you hit record in a podcasting app you will then trigger uh an update so you will tell the fabulous framework hey uh, i got i got a state change and those state changes they're all defined they're called messages so the ch- state change would then be propagated as a, with a message and you can also uh, add some some payload to that uh, to the update method so the beauty about the mvu if you want to say so is that every state change that occurs always happens in the update method and it's always in sequence so you you shouldn't uh, or you won't get any more a race condition per se and another really nice thing and you got like other frameworks like fable that's a for the web, that also is based on the MVU uh, model, mm-hmm. you can record those changes. So you can actually go back in time and again, back forward. So if something happens, um, you will always be able to see, um, how, how to reproduce those steps to get to that exact state, which is really nice.
0: Okay. And the, the
1: model itself is, is that immutable? Yes. Um, so since, um, Fabulous is, is built for F Sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, you you usually define your model as as immutable, um, and you then update uh, any any state change to the model will then re- uh, will, will mean that you will recreate your model. Um, okay, F Sharp has got some very handy helpers for that to to do those things. So if you are uh, maybe not so familiar with F-sharp and coming from a C-sharp world, uh, there's some very easy uh, constructs in, in the language that just say, I, I would like to have the model, but I would like to update this property, so to speak, from that model uh, with this new value. And then you will get the entire model back again with that state change.
0: Okay. And and uh, so what does the view look like? Am I writing a standard Xamarin Forms view in XAML, or is that a completely different syntax?
1: So you do have the option to write your view in XAML, um, if, if you prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Fabulous Static View, if I'm not mistaken. And um, y- you could do that. Um, um, a probably a way more convenient way would be to write your view with F sharp. So in, in a very, very basic application, uh, the view is just uh, a function. Uh, that you then got uh, your, your content page. So that's like uh, the, the root of, of every very Xamarin application or the, the root page. And then you just uh, define the content. So you say, I want to have a stack layout. So I want to have a grid. Uh, then you define uh, yeah, the orientation and stuff like that. And then you put in all the elements that you want to display. Um, the nice thing about doing this in code is if, if you've got more complex views, You can actually just create a new function or you can create partial functions that then create uh, sub-components of your view and then you start putting them together. Um, There's this uh, atomic UI design pattern, which uh, can be really nicely done with with this approach. And another really cool thing that you then get when you define your stuff in code is um, you get the the life updates uh, from uh, Fabulous, which means while you're changing your UI and code, you can have a, an emulator open or a device, and you will see within a few seconds how that new UI will look like. Different to the live preview about, um, oh, sorry, the the live updates, hot reload thing from Xamarin. Yeah. Um, you, you also still can interact with, with your UI. So it's actually a running app, so you can, you can trigger all the functions and, and still uh, send off uh, messages and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, like to a backend or, s- or stuff like that um, within the design mode, if you want to say so.
0: Okay. But just for this one view, or is that like uh, the, the full app or how, do, how does it work to get the app uh, running, the modified app running in two seconds?
1: Um, so as far as I understand, um, what happens is the code gets recompiled, like in, in the app itself. Uh, mm-hmm. There's an interpreter for F Sharp, uh, all done by this, this this guy called Don Syme. He's also the inventor of F Sharp, right? And um, so, yes, you can do it for for multiple views. Um, if you got multiple pages, you it will lose its state currently. So you could have so if you navigate around and then you make a UI change, um, it would uh, then go again back to the root page. But if you're using code, it's actually quite easy to to switch out those components. So you could say, I now want to focus on designing on uh, this particular uh, view, and uh, then you start editing with it. And since uh, also your model is just code, you can uh, pretty fine, uh, quite easily, like this is now my debug state of the model that I want to now use for for designing this bit, and then switch in and out. It's, um, it's quite a productive uh, way to work, I must say.
0: That sounds really um, fabulous.
1: Huh.
0: And um, do you? So I'm I'm thinking about very simple UI. I have a, an app, and I have three text boxes or, or or labels, and I just show the current readings of the accelerometer X, Y, and Z. And um, so every time one of these values changes, I completely replace my model for this page is that right
1: um, well yeah I mean if all three values have updated yes you would then update the the entire model okay which would then trigger a UI change now in in the in the view function you always define your your entire view. Mm-hmm. So you, maybe your next question would be, well, does this mean like I, I always redraw my entire UI? Mm-hmm. And the answer to that is no, there, there's actually a diffing going on. So you can uh, you can check which parts have changed. And in this case, with the accelerometer, only the text that you want to display will have changed. So that means the entire UI will still remain the same, but only the text will be changed. And most UIs, I mean, for performance reasons, you do not want to recreate the UI on the fly the entire time. Um, that will be quite, the user will notice because the, the performance will be quite uh, uh, taxing when you do that. So yeah. um, this this the smart updates uh, mechanism actually is a mutable bit. So to state changes on an existing object, but it's mm-hmm. all hidden away from you. So when you write fabulous, you you do not notice that. Oh, now only this part of the UI gets updated. Uh, so, uh, that um, you 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 always create the entire object tree, and then fabulous will uh, diff out which are the changes that need to be applied, and then we'll apply them.
0: Okay. So you you're not. Um, I'm, how does it compare to? Um, the MVVM where there, there's like a notify property changed for this one thing on the page and only this one thing gets changed on the website uh, it's, it's more explicit that this thing has changed right
1: well yes and no so um, you, you can think of it as, as this uh, in, in, um, in MVVM you, you have you, you, all your bindings that um, you define and so if you change the property on your view model Um, the binding will fire and update that one field in the view. Um, Whereas in uh, the MVU, uh, if something changes, you want to update your model. And according to updating your model, the view will then update um, according to to the model. So, different as in as in as in other frameworks, where like the view is your is your memory, if you want to say so, because that will also know what the current state of the app is. Uh, in an MVU architecture, your your model keeps all the state of of your view, and the view gets then created according to to the data that you are pre- representing.
0: Okay, and and in. Um in practice you don't know anything about this it's just you you uh, so you have this model and you're creating a new version of this model by just modifying one thing and and f-sharp helps you create a new version with just one thing modified Mm -hmm. and then you don't worry about the basically the framework figuring out what to update on the view
1: Yes, exactly. So you can help the framework like you can say, um, these UI parts depend on this data structure. So if this data structure has not changed, you you can ignore uh, that UI part. That mm-hmm. uh, can be quite helpful if you've got very complex UIs with, uh, with a lot of nesting uh, lists. And um, but uh, generally speaking, uh, if you got like your simple app with the accelerometer, you, you will not really have to dive into those into those areas. Um, I think same same can be said for NVVM. For I mean, if you got a lot of bindings going on, on your screen, uh, uh, one advice for uh, improving performance uh, would be to reduce the number of bindings that you're having. And um, since there are no bindings per se in Fabulous, what you can do is help the diffing algorithm to show, to give it some insight, uh, what data belongs to what, uh, which part of the view.
0: Ah, okay. And how do you do that?
1: Um, there's, um, there's, you can define that um, in, in the code. Um, there are some really great um, instructions that you can find on Fabulous uh, on, the, on the GitHub repository. And um, They will show you step by step how you can uh, Im- improve uh, your performance and complex UIs uh, with with Fabulous. On that part, they are also currently uh, trying to improve the, the diffing algorithm per se. Uh, as far as I've read on, on some of the GitHub issues, um, so they're, they're trying. They're always trying to improve that. And um, so far, with the apps that I've built, I mean, this for me, I, I use Fabulous mainly as a uh, in my free time to to create little apps for me. Uh, I, so far, did not see any uh, impact and performance uh, regarding the diffing.
0: Okay, so that would have been my next question. What have you built with Fabulous and uh, how complex did it
1: get? Um, So I, so far, have have written uh, a few few smaller samples, mainly for myself, like uh, little apps, little helper apps um but uh, if you go to the fabulous website you will see some showcases um so mm-hmm. one of the maintainers uh Timothy or tim uh he wrote an address book so that's also like with multi-page navigation uh, you also got map components in there uh you also see one uh, where with planets so U- Uho sharp um the 3d um uh, framework that you can use with with xamarin mm-hmm. uh where he highlights how you can build uh, like a little planet uh, lookup app um, that he has built and uh, on that site you'll also find uh, references to to other apps uh, that you can see it's not just for single page applications even though uh, the default app generates a single page app Um, so yeah i think uh, there's still some polishing going on so it's not yet version 1.0 but uh, it's definitely it's definitely a very far far way along, and uh, once you played around with it, you can you can see how powerful this framework is or could be uh, with some extra polish.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm debating. Uh, so this is like we have, uh, for example, iOS, Android, and they have their native UIs, and on top of that, we have an abstraction for, for Xamarin, or it's not much of an abstraction; it's just just binding layer. Then we have Forms on top of that, and now we have Fabulous on top of that in a technology that is um, not as mainstream as maybe .NET C Sharp, um, or like in this case, F Sharp. Um, and, um, and now it's also a new technology, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm debating, is this something uh to look into or is it just too early or is that is it never going to take off <laughs> and
1: what are your opinions um so in my opinion on this and uh i think it's it, um functional programming has uh, really gotten a boost over the last couple of years and i think mainly because functional programming comes with a uh a few nice features that really uh eliminate some bugs that uh, are currently exis- existing. Uh, so, like null pointers are, are no longer there. Uh, race conditions are also like impossible because you got no mutable state. Mm-hmm. And those are some some uh, really nice uh, features to have. I think in in every uh, mainstream application. Right. And uh, F Sharp has been around for for many years, and it is true that uh, it is uh, maybe not as as widely used as C Sharp, but it's still built on the same foundation as C-Shop. So it still uses .NET. So you can use all the NuGet packages out there, all the, all the nice fancies NuGet packages for, for Xamarin, like Xamarin Essentials or um, SQLite.NET. All those things are, are there and are ready to be used. So I think that's uh, a huge benefit when considering going for functional programming language that's built on the .NET framework it means you you get the benefit from the work that has already been done. And um, yes, there are quite a few moving bits in it, you know, you it before. So you got the native uh, platforms, then you got the binding layer that Xamarin provides, which is not, not that big, but it has to be maintained. And then you got Xamarin forms again, which is an abstraction layer and Fabulous on top of it. Now it is true that when a new version of Xamarin form comes out, Fabulous has to adopt to those new controls, but um, it is more or less like a binding layer so it's not that fabulous adds any new UI controls or any wildly different things to to the to the game. So what it actually does is it allows you to to write in that functional paradigm in that functional paradigm, um, which uh, means that you do not, um, you do not get null pointers, you do not get race conditions, all those really nice things that you get in a language, in a functional language, you will get in fabulous. And it it, it wraps away how you would then have to make the bridge to uh, the C sharp world, which is imperative, and it's got mutable states and all that it's, it's all wrapped away in a framework. And that's, I think the one of the major, major points that's going on. And Another nice demo that um, Don Syme sometimes likes to show is um, when you write a, a xaml based MVVM app, and you got a, a boolean that you want to invert. Uh, the classical way of doing that with MVVM is is writing a um, a converter. So you got a new class that you have to write and and, 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 and um, with uh, with fabulous since it's all just in code, you you just put a not in front of the boolean, and uh, that's that's all you have to do. So generally speaking writing fabulous code you, you often end up writing less code and um, I I think that's a it's a really nice thing uh, to 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 have a, a look at and uh, I like to consider when writing apps uh, writing less code means you probably also will write less errors because each line of code could be a potential error and um, yeah it's just uh, I must say even though I only use it in my free time uh, it's it's been a real joy writing. These small applications.
0: Mm-hmm. And in your day job, you do you do Xamarin development also, or, or something, some other technology?
1: Uh, no, mainly mainly Xamarin uh, or otherwise stuff with the .NET stack. And um, so yes, but I. I C sharp. C sharp, yes.
0: Right. Okay. And well, the the advantages you were pointing out, um, like the the race conditions. Um, and this all sounds really good for larger applications, like in a small application, like my, my accelerometer example, um, I'm probably not going to have any problems there. Uh, but the larger your application gets, the more you uh, wish for, for these features or, or the more you encounter like the null, null pointer references. But maybe we don't have those in C Sharp 80 anymore <laughs> either. Um, but but I'm I am... Is there an example of like an enterprise size application that uses this technology already at this point?
1: Uh, not to my knowledge so far, um, but I okay. I have read on the Twitterverse that um, some companies are are writing some apps now with with fabulous. Um, f- for me, um, I think uh, the 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 opportunities here to write fabulous apps. Uh, it's not yet version 1.0. I think uh, the team, so the maintainer team, has still got some, some goals that they set themselves that they want to achieve together with the community.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I think it. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I personally, uh, as with Xamarin Forms 1.0, I, I might wait till 1.0 is out for Fabulous uh, until diving into large enterprise applications for myself. Mm-hmm. But that might just be a conservative Swiss in me speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, if uh, I would say, for, from another perspective, if you have always wanted to try out F and you are mainly a, a mobile developer or front end developer, um, usually you always have been put a bit off. By F-sharp because uh, a lot of samples that you've seen have been either back-end code or or some sci- uh, scientific code that you might have seen, and uh, with tools such as Fabulous or, or like Fable, um, you really got some great tools, stable tools that you can use to to try out F-sharp and get a feeling for the language and, and see how you, all those benefits that you might have heard of, how they play out in the real life, and, and I think that is a a really nice, a nice thing to to look at, and and uh, also to, yeah, just 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 give it a try and, and see does does this fit to you? I mean, maybe you have already tried to write some functional style apps with C sharp using using LINQ and, and stuff like that, um, but there are some limitations to what C sharp can do in functional code, and um, those limitations um, do no longer exist when using F sharp. So that was that was a real um, for me. Seeing Fabulous uh, the first time by Jim Bennett at the uh, Examining Expert Day uh, day in um, Cologne mm-hmm. was um, was like that. What really triggered me to to give F sharp another go and dive into it and, and just yeah, and, and I've stuck since then. So um, there must be something to the framework, I think.
0: Right, and I I also heard F-sharp developers have a significantly higher salary than C-sharp developers. So it might be be good to choose that as a developer. Maybe it might not be good to choose that technology for your product uh, as a company, but...
1: (laughs) You're telling me this now? I should should have started ages ago, I think, with F-sharp. Right, right.
0: Uh, So where do you see this heading in the future?
1: Um, Well, uh, the crystal ball, huh? Uh, I've, right. I've always been really rubbish predicting technical uh, futures in, in the past. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think my best one was sticking with Xamarin, uh, and that has played really nice for me. Uh, for me, I'll, I'll definitely um, stay stay in stay playing around with, with Fabulous, and, and uh, also will take it into consideration when writing uh, my my next mobile app, uh, like in, in an enterprise. Way, mm-hmm. uh, I think there is always some risk involved when when you jump the technology stack or the language stack from from C sharp to F sharp. Um, which which one has to consider in in a, in a lead role? But um, I see a lot of benefits coming out of uh, these functional approaches, and uh, I know that C sharp is, is bringing in more and more functional features, which also contributes to to the fact that. There must be something with this functional thing that really brings a benefit, and um, yeah, I think uh, I'll 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 keep on going there. And uh, I also, when I look at the framework per se, uh, not just from my perspective, I can see that there are, the, the community around it seems to seems to be more and more vibrant. Uh, there are always some new people coming along, uh, reporting issues, also contributing to to the project, and uh, yeah, also. Seeing new perspectives uh, on on where on where there might still be some some shortcomings with the model, or or how one can solve certain certain things that are right now arising. I mean, the MVU pattern is is a new, it's a newer model. How one or a new way architecture way. How can write front end code, and it's uh, I mean the same was uh, the early days of MVVM when one uh, was. Thinking through how one could solve certain certain architectural challenges, and the same is going on now with with MVU, and it's uh, it's really exciting to to follow along. And um, yeah, it's, uh, I think I think this uh, framework will be continuing to growing, and uh, I'm looking forward to version one. Well, great.
0: Well, you if you've sparked the interest in some of our listeners, where can they get started? What uh, do you, can you send me some some links and uh,
1: um, any, any particular thing that helped you to get started? Um, yeah, so if, you, if you're like me and you come from a C-sharp background, mm-hmm. um, I always recommend uh, the book from Isaac Abraham on F-sharp. It's, a, okay. it's in two parts. The first part is like getting you started with F-sharp. Um, but some told me they, they didn't even need to learn F-Sharp from, from the get-go. They, they just started out with Fabulous. If you want to do so, um, you can find Fabulous on, on GitHub. There are some, um, There's also some documentation there on how to get started, how to set up, uh, how, how to work with all the different controls, and I must say it's, uh, it's, uh, it's getting better. It's, it's, it's been good from day one since I started, and it's getting better and better through community contributions. So uh, I would definitely check out uh, the, the Fabulous repository. And um, if you are generally looking out for another resource on F-Sharp, uh, this, uh, this website called F-Sharp for Fun and Profit, um, which also get, has some, some nice uh, highlights on how to write idiomatic F-Sharp code. And I'm still learning from that website every day because there's there's so much to be learned in a, in a new language. And I and I would just say go step by step, start small. Um, and uh, if if there's any lingo around like uh, monas or currying and stuff like that, which uh, are patterns in the functional world, uh, don't don't uh, think you have to learn everything in day one. I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, so. You can use if-else at the beginning, and you can use mutable states at the beginning, but um, there are sure benefits if you try to stick to an idiomatic functional way.
0: Great. Well, thank you very much, Mark, for being my guest today and teaching us about Fabulous.
1: Thank you again for having me, Kerry. It was was a blast being here.
0: Well, this has been another episode of DevTalk, and we'll hear each other again in two weeks. Thank you. Goodbye.